0: And welcome to Right to Life of Michigan's Life Beat podcast. I'm your host today, Grace Hemmicky, and joining me is Maria Teresa Garcia from our Multicultural Outreach Office. Hello, Maria Teresa. How are you doing? Hi, Grace. Good. How are you? Doing well. So, we're interviewing you because this is the start of Hispanic Heritage Month. And we just wanted to hear a little bit about your story and how you got involved in the pro-life movement. Could you tell me some about that?
1: Um, I get involved in the pro-life movement six years ago uh, because I remember um, Right to Life as an educational table in one of the events in the Hispanic community. It's a big event for the Hispanic, uh, especially for the woman, Hispanic woman Catholic woman. and my sister are the ones who really um, take the information, so she get involved first. And later, little by little, she invite me to participate with her in some stuff. So I start to get involved with, with her, too. So later, uh, they invite me to be part of the planning committee of the Vida Preciosa, and little by little, they invite me to work with the educational tables and I work as a volunteer with Right to Life for four years. So after um, the position that I have right now get open, um, they say, oh, this position get open and you, we need people for the multicultural outreach. Uh, um, if you know someone who are interested, uh, please let them know. So I was thinking like, okay, I will apply. And Gina right away sent me all the information. So I applied and I already have two years working with Right to Life. So really getting to the pro-life movement, I have um, six years. Mm -hmm.
0: That's awesome. So you got involved through events. Yes. Sweet. It's wonderful. So what is your job at the Multicultural Outreach Office? What What do you do for work every day?
1: The most of the time we try to contact churches and groups at the church uh, to bring mat- uh, pro-life materials like uh, educational materials. The most of them are for um different ages we prepare um a lot of stuff for uh, the little ones for children for uh young adults and for adults and everything depends on the age of the people that we are going to work or where we are going to be and sometimes we do events inside sometimes we do events outside and we always try to get educational tables and some um events that the community is hosting or something like that, yeah.
0: Right, so why is it important that the pro-life movement be reaching out to the Hispanic community right now?
1: Um, it's really important because the most of the Hispanic community ignore um, that we have a high um, percentage of abortions and it's very surprising that sometimes the people look um, amazed, like, uh, so when they hear the the, the information, they get like, a, what? We didn't know that. So it's important um, to reach the Hispanic community because sometimes it's because the people really ignore this problem and sometimes they don't know that it's um, something that can help them uh resources to help them and actually we have um a lot of information in the in the right to life page in the Hispanic um Outreach uh, who can be in Spanish so it's not it's not excuse like uh, if you don't understand English we have stuff in Spanish in in our page why do you
0: say think-
1: are unaware of it
0: in the Hispanic community. Why do you think they're not aware of the abortion statistics or that it's a problem?
1: I think the most of the problem especially came because first, the barrier of the language. Sometimes um, I noticed that the Hispanic community doesn't have the access to. Um, to know all this information in other websites and all that. And it's why Right to Life is working harder to bring the information in their own language so they understand it. Um, I know some people, especially the the first generation who came to America, sometimes um, they don't speak English. And the children speak English, but the parents don't speak English. So how you as a parent can raise and can you sh- how can you show your children this information if you are not aware? If you don't know that it's a um, really bad problem. And something that I really like to share is the um, is the disproportionate number of abortion in the Spanish in the Spanish community is that 25% of the abortions are performing in the Hispanic community. And like I mentioned, I think so, um the between the Hispanic community and the African American community, we are having the double of a portion of the Caucasian um, community, and we are min- minority. So it, it's a huge problem that we we cannot let that be ignored.
0: We know that Planned Parenthood targets the African American, the black community. Are they doing the same thing with the Hispanic community? Do you see any dangers or threats to the value of life like that in the Hispanic community?
1: Yes, completely. And especially with our youth, they are doing that. They try to convince them. And unfortunately, the youth are believing all those, those lies. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's sad sometimes when you see um, parents be comfortable comforted with their youth because sometimes the youth think they know more than their parents and sometimes it's because um, at school sometimes they allow the Planned Parenthood going to the schools and all that but they don't allow right to life go to to the schools so it's something they don't allow us to go into the schools or uh, sometimes in um, some activities that is are are in the Hispanic community we want to be there but they don't allow us sometimes it's, it's hard because they close the door to us but in some way or another we always find a way to to enter and we are going to still do our, our job so outreach to the outreach
0: to the um the, the Hispanic youth community is really vital would
1: you say it's important. It's really important.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you What do you do
1: for that? How do you How do you reach out to them? At this moment, we go to the groups at church in different churches, and we create different um, programs and different talks to them to to speak di- directly to the youth. And recently, we have a beautiful uh, presentation with um, Youth Camp with the Sisters of Charity in Detroit. And one of my co-workers, um, Jennifer, do an amazing job doing a Jeopardy. And was amazing, amazing how they react and how they uh, Learn a lot of things, and they, and something that surprised me: the jeopardy takes around one hour and thirty minutes, and they be attentive all that time because uh, she make it really fun and really um, like uh, don't we we don't use like a, we don't tell them what they have to think, but we allow them to think what is right and what is wrong. And the most of the time, the youth respond really, really good. And I was like, wow, wow, they they are really um, paying attention. And and we always try to find the, the ways to work better with, like I told you, we have um, uh, activities for different ages. So we always try to get them um, to get into the what we are talking.
0: And this is all ages of youth. Yeah. This isn't just high school age. You have things for the the little children too, as well.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the little children, sometimes we um try to do contests like a painting on the ground with chalk, and they love to do that because you know the little ones are they you you cannot keep the little ones seated listening uh to perform something for hours they just want to play but we try to teach them play but learning and the most important point that the point that we take with them is like uh, they have to know how much they are worthy and how worthy is the other people too. the other people's life is worthy too so but it's it's, it's amazing um, because the little ones are the ones who respond more I don't know, more, more smart, as soon as you show a little fetal model, doesn't matter if it's a little, little, little one, they, I always ask them, what do you see? And they say a baby. So it's it's like a, how, uh, three, four, five years old can see a baby on these fetal models, but the older people sometimes try, try to convince you that it's not a baby. Like yeah. but it's, it's it's amazing always to work with the with the children and see how smart they are.
0: That's amazing. It's so wonderful that even the little children can see that it is a baby. It's it's very evident. Yeah. So what does your outreach to adults look like? I mean, what do you do for for regular events? You have Vita Preciosa, I know before we started the podcast, you were telling me about how you're so busy planning that right now. What kind of an event is Vida Preciosa? What happens for that?
1: Vida Preciosa is a benefit dinner where we uh, get funds to do our um, work on the community, especially with the Spanish community. Um, each community has their own dinner, so this year, this year, um, in two more weeks, we are having Vida Preciosa, and the, most of the time, when churches or any place invite us, we didn't charge nothing for do our work there with them, but we really need um, these funds because it's the way how we can do our work in the community. So it's That's really what- important.
0: That's wonderful. What organizations do you partner with for those events?
1: We work with churches with different denominations. Um, and we work with uh the centers to help mothers, pregnant mothers too. Uh some of them are I can mention the name, so no.
0: Um, yeah, I think so. Go for it.
1: Okay, then most of the time we work uh with Rachel Vineyard and who help mothers who already have an abortions to heal that part in their lives. We work with uh, Guadalupe workers and Image of God, um, and and now um, we are trying to um, bring groups who help marriage in trouble too, because we hear for the centers who help mothers in play, uh, with uh, pregnancy. Um, problems uh, that the most of the, not the most, but a lot of women um, are having abortions because they have a really bad relationship in their marriage. So now we are trying to bring help for marriage um, to work that part and don't take the abortion as a solution to their problems. So we try to touch every aspect of the, that we find that the, why they are having abortions and the most um, of the problems can be, it's always a solution. It's it's not uh, something that you cannot find help.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so critical that you treat the entire family. I mean, when there's an abortion, the father's involved, the mother's involved, everybody needs to be a part of the pregnancy decision and how you help save that life. I, I didn't know that abortions in married couples was so high. Yeah,
1: and and it's important, Grace, that the whole family uh, get involved in, it, in this because believe it or not, an abortion affects everybody in the family. Even sometimes the grandparents or sometimes, for example, if the girl was forced to have an abortion and she don't want it, that caused a little uh, problem between father and and the child and the daughter or the grandparents and and the granddaughter. So everybody needs to take their part in in, and the part of responsibility in this issue.
0: Do you see that more in the Hispanic community than in others?
1: I probably is, I see it more because I work more with the Hispanic community, so it's it's hard for me to say say the same about the other communities because I work a lot with Hispanic, uh, but I I see this problem really, really um, often in in the Hispanic community. Okay,
0: yes, so all of those organizations you work with are really wonderful resources for women in need and for families in need. That's that's great. So if somebody wanted to come to your events, we have them on our website and you can go register for them there at rtl.org slash events. And we have one very big event coming up in November and that's the Michigan March for Life. Uh, Maria Teresa, do you know of any Buses or groups from the multicultural outreach or from the Hispanic community that will be coming to March for Life in Lansing this November.
1: We are working on it too. So we are contacting the priests and pastors in the Hispanic community in different areas, especially Detroit area, um, and places where we know is a lot of Hispanic community there. So we are contact the churches and try to get every everyone involved because it's important that we participate in this um, march because uh, Planned Parenthood has to know that we are awakening We are uh, realizing what they are trying to do with us and we need to respond. And it's, it's gonna be a, a peaceful march, but they have to see that we are aware so what is happening with uh, with our communities, especially Spanish communities, African-American community, and Chaldean community too, because we are working with three, with, with these three communities. Yeah, so we are working on it. As soon as Vida Preciosa pass, we are gonna focus in the March for Life.
0: Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. I hope Vida Preciosa is a huge success for you this year. Thank you. Well, Maria, Teresa, thank you so much for being with us on the podcast today. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for all the work that you guys are doing at the Multicultural Outreach Office. Thank you, Grace. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. And for all our listeners, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And we'll see you next time on LifeBeat.